Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti, and you're listening to Music You're Missing. I am so excited, guys. I'm bringing you one of my all-time favorite bands today. I've been following them since, I think, 2018, and to watch their evolution, it's amazing. Their name is Lawrence. They're from New York City. They're a sibling-led eight-piece freaking band. Their names are Clyde and Gracie. They're the lead vocalists. They're coming in in just a bit, but first... You've listened to podcasts before. This is Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti. I work in the music industry. And basically when COVID hit, my job was like, you're fired. So I decided to make this podcast and playlist brand. um, And we're signed under Big Night Entertainment. All artists that we interview on this show have their music featured on our official Spotify playlist. It's called Music You're Missing. And if you go there right now, Lawrence is actually on the cover and some of our favorite tracks from their latest album, Hotel TV, are streaming atop the playlist. So go check it out. We do a whole lot more than just podcasts and playlists. We do a ton of social content with some really great artists. So definitely check us out on social media at Music You're Missing on Instagram and at Music You're Missing Podcast on TikTok. We also have a plethora of funky merch which include fanny packs, dad hats, t-shirts that say uh, my Spotify playlists are a cry for help, all that cool shit. And right now we're running a sale, 20% off everything. Just use the code FALL20. It's bignightshop.com or just go to the link in our Instagram bio. I want you looking drippy for Thanksgiving with your music you're missing swag. All right, that's all for me. Without further ado, let's get Lawrence in studio. We're joined with Lawrence. How's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for having us. Of course. I'm really excited to have you guys in because I am genuinely a large fan. I've seen you a few times. I think most recently was with John Bellion and Marky Basie at the Pavilion and like right before, not right before COVID, but like 2019. Love that venue. But now you're here. Two sold out shows at Royale. Mm -hmm. Last one was last night. Coming up tonight. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? I'm I'm tired, but I'm (laughs) ready. Um, Last night was super fun. It's also, it's fun to play in Boston because it's a very, like, young crowd. It's a mm-hmm. lot of college college, college kids. Um, our little brother is coming and bringing a lot of his college friends, which is fun. That is fun. Um, yeah, it's also, really fun. Also, it's nice to play two nights in a row in the same yeah. city. Like, go back to the same venue. Because I feel like every time you show up to a new venue, it's like, gotta get the lay of the land. Where's the backstage? Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like... At least we could leave days. some stuff there. Are you arriving later today than you did yesterday? No, no. actually, which would have been really clutch. But um, nice. we are because we're doing this right now. <laughs> Oops, sorry, <laughs> but like by like twenty the, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the rest of the band will be there at the same time because that's uh, a whole thing. We need, <laughs> we'll to take, we need to take our equipment off stage and reset it up on stage. Which really, is a bit of a bummer. Yeah, but it happens. Yeah, I understand that. Um, well, I know that this is your biggest headlining tour yet. Mm-hmm. Coming off of a, a whole year without playing, how's that? That's like really cool. That must be really exciting to get back into it. The biggest you've ever done. Yeah, Definitely. it's interesting because it's a mix of shows that we were supposed to play in 2020 that have been postponed and then like upgraded in some way. So yeah. like, you know, in 2020, the show tonight, literally many people that are coming to the show tonight at the Royale had tickets for a show at the Royale that was supposed to be in April, 2020. Mm-hmm. But then we've postponed that to now and added a second night. So it's a lot of that stuff where it's like an upgraded postponed version of another tour, which it feels very much like a celebration of like, guys, we all made it. Like the audience and us that we're like here feels like an achievement in and of itself. Celebration's a good word. I, I forget if it was a written interview or like a podcast I listened to. You guys said you kind of toy with 
do you want your live shows to be a party or do you want it to be like people are there for the music? I think that was like 2019. Yeah. Have you found that middle ground yet or are you still working on it, do you think? I, I mean, I think it's always an evolution as the venues get bigger to mm. continue to make the shows feel like you're at a like dingy house party (laughs) um in a great way you know like we started playing shows in Clyde's you know basement at college and then at his friend's basements that had like electrical wires hanging down and people like drunk screaming for like a lot of liabilities (laughs) Um, a lot of like drunk people like screaming things and I think it's a really fun balance to try to like continue to make the shows more professional and legit as Mm -hmm. the venues themselves demand that because they're just getting bigger yeah um as we've toured now for like six years or something yeah i would say though that when we were playing those house parties we were trying to still find that same middle ground by making those feel as legit as possible Mm -hmm. it wasn't like back then we were like ah it's a shitty house party like we're gonna lean into that it was like no we're gonna take the fact that this is a like you know raucous house party and like really try to make it as legit of a musical experience as possible and then like as the like venues become such that they are more legit and legit we're like cutting the other way by trying (laughs) to like we're literally gonna play the cha-cha slide tonight (laughs) so spoiler alert yeah that's awesome i think it's like you know we're constantly trying to find that middle ground but like as the venues change as Mm -hmm. gracie said it's like how much we have to lean into one thing and we're always trying to find middle grounds in so many ways yeah not just the like party versus music experience but even just the like accessibility like for different levels of musical fans you know like yeah we have some fans that are super music people like which there are a lot of here because of berkeley yeah tons of the crowd is you know berkeley students and so like there we always are trying to have things that people that like want to be analyzing the chords and the whatever like are really able to sink their teeth into but we never wanted to get in the way of someone that doesn't know a bass guitar from a good time. A guitar to like be like i love this song you know yeah. we're trying to bridge that gap that's awesome that you're putting that much thought into it though i feel like that's not common where people are really you know you really are trying to play for your audience because you know yeah. that it's not just you know one side of the spectrum it really is you guys have a really wide demographic i feel yeah. like yeah especially age-wise yeah. too like we have a lot of people who bring like their grandparents we posted that you guys were coming on the show and my friend texted me and was like can my mom come to the studio when they're there i was like no no i'm not even gonna try (laughs) to come up with an excuse (laughs) come on in lois no yeah i was like no i'm i'm sorry that's just we're not doing that um it really is like we it's equally likely that i'll meet a kid that's like my mom loves your band and then I'll meet an adult that's like my kid loves you. Yeah. Like it's pretty much a toss up. Dude, that's so special though, man. Like who, there's not many sounds like that. And yeah. I think that's really what's so special about your music is like it is just so, like you said, like palatable to a common ear. But also if you really want to like dive into it, you're like, shit, like they're, <laughs> they're onto something. Like yeah. there, it is, there, it, there's a lot of talent behind it. I've, I've heard um like when I've listened to like some Billie Eilish interviews she said a similar thing of like her some of her fans are really wide in age demographic which is interesting to hear because mm-hmm. like she's obviously a pop artist or that's how she gets classified so yeah. you think like her fan base is only super young people but I also wonder if it's like 
from what I know about her or the documentary that I saw, like she's very close with her parents. And I wonder if it's like the influence of having parents that you're super close to and the, their musical taste True. kind of influences like what kind of fans you end up having. Um, obviously she's on a much larger scale, but I just thought that was That's interesting. an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, Cause my parents are, they listen to old, old stuff. My dad still, my dad has vinyls, not because they're back in style. Like he still has all of his vinyls. He was like an old DJ. Oh, um, cool. so I definitely like, if not that I make music, but if I would, I would definitely <laughs> pull from like there. Yeah. Um, that being said, you guys went to Brown and Providence stones throw away. What is your relationship with Boston? Like, do you come here often? Yeah. I mean, when I was at Brown, I came to Boston probably like as much or more than almost any of my classmates because I was coming up all the time to see concerts. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people pass by Providence. <laughs> um, they do. Which like, you know, I love Providence, so it's a bummer. But now we do it sometimes. So, I'm like, uh, <laughs> But but like, on this tour. Um, but so, yeah, like I would come up to see shows at like House of Blues or like whatever. And then I'm also a huge baseball fan. So I'd come up like any excuse I could get to see you the Red Sox. You guys are Yankees fans. Though, no, right? no, no. We're diehard Mets fans. Oh, we are well. diehard, diehard Mets. Am I wearing a Mets hat you right are. now? Yeah, yeah, it's literally in front of my face. <laughs> and I looked at you and I um, said, you're a Yankees fan. <laughs> I'm a, we are diehard Mets fans. Okay. So we have a kinship with the Red Sox in that we but all hate the Yankees. Okay. So... I was up in Boston a lot. Also, some of my best friends went to Tufts, so I'd visit them all the time. So I was up in Boston all the time, like even during college. And cool. then since college, we've played here so many times. It's just such a like good. It's one. It's probably after New York, the city where we might have the most fans. Um, it, it, the college market is is really clutch too. It really adds so much like of an atmosphere to whatever the venue is because they'll show up for any not. That they're just showing up because they're in the area, but like they will show up for anyone. So if someone just like comes off the street, like they can turn it into a really yeah. fun time. And I feel like Boston doesn't get the credit that it does in terms of like having a great energy for music. Definitely. No, yeah. we've always had really like great positive experiences mm -hmm. playing here. And like all the shows have always been super like the energy of the Boston shows is what I remember from the past however many years we've been on tour. <laughs> That's exciting. That's good to yeah. know. Um, new album. First release on the new label. Before we get into it, because I do want to talk about Hotel TV, what does it mean now to be a part of A Beautiful Mind Records? Yeah, I mean, it's been a really cool experience. So so John Bellion, who um, produced the album along with Clyde, myself, and Jordan Cohen and Johnny Coe and our band, um, he had come upon our music. We had this, like, fortuitous opportunity where we opened for him at a college like spring weekend mm -hmm. in North Carolina and um we like happened to kind of meet him and just say like hey we'll try to keep in touch whatever like hopefully you're he's doing from well. Long Island. <laughs> he's from Long Island in New York and we have a lot of Long Island roots and so like I think that really that yeah. soul connection. That. Yeah, like, when you hear someone's from Long Island, also you get really like our parents are from Long Island, and um, one of the guys John. in the band is from Long Island. So like, and we spend so much time actually making our albums and recording almost exclusively on Long Island for for many years. So um, we were like really stoked to talk to him about that, and he cares about that a lot. So then, yeah, we ended up just staying in touch, and then a few years later, he kind of dug into our stuff even more and was like, Hey, I'd love to just talk to you guys about like getting involved somehow. And I want to make a label and I want you guys to be the artist that I signed to it. Awesome. So it was really cool. And, and the label itself is like, 
an awesome thing to be a part of because it's really like, I, th- I forget what their like Instagram bio is, but it's really just about like creative minds and mm-hmm. like you know all that stuff that people say that's usually bullshit but it's really not in <laughs> yeah. this scenario um because john is like such a real artist and really really cares so um it's been one of those sort of like magical interesting experiences that sort of happened and we're super lucky to to be on that label yeah i mean and as a result the new album hotel tv yeah how do, so like what's the pressure like now so when you put out this album is there more pressure because you do have the label backing or is it just kind of like it's another still, day, another dollar? With the label, ultimately, it's still like an independent situation yeah. because it's just like, although I 100% agree with everything Gracie said about um, it being a great um, creative partnership. Great, great creative partnership for us. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's it's still just us and John. It's just still the way it was before, like just us independent. But now we've just added John to the fold and he's lending his creative expertise and his business mindset and and, and just all the things we his love experience. about having John. His, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we love John for a variety of reasons. But at the end of the day, it still operates very much as an independent band rather than like a band that's on a major gotcha. level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that that component of it changes the dynamic at all. Um, and we really like being independent for the reason of like being able to kind of call our own shots and determine the stakes of everything ourselves. Um, but yeah, I think each album release is a little bit different. I felt a lot more pressure releasing our last album, Living Room, than this really? one. I don't know if you agree with that, but I felt like I, I felt like we had kind of like gotten a spark going with our album breakfast Mm -hmm. and then living room felt like a really important inflection point to like, um, either like get that train rolling steady or like to not, you know what I mean? (laughs) Opposite. Yeah. Um, Cause it, and then it, I think it did do that for us. And so then like, it kind of just felt like the train was rolling. We were gaining new fans every day. We were building something really sustainable. So for hotel TV, it just kind of felt like, to me, like, I just believed in the songs. I believed in the album. And it was just like, I guess there is a variety of different ways it can go. But it just felt to me like it was just going to be something that kept the momentum mm-hmm. going, kept new fans coming in. And I don't know, it, I, I felt a little less I think that's a, a great mindset because I feel like, you're right. Like that album was, was in hindsight, probably really important for you to like determine what's going to happen from yeah. here and to have achieved that and like then be comfortable just kind of putting it out and knowing you can trust your fans and liking it. I feel like that's yeah, really there's great. There's a lot of trust in the yeah. fans. The album's a little different, you know, maybe some of the sounds are different. Maybe some of the choices are a little different. So it is different, but I just felt like people I, would get it. People would yeah. get it. It would bring new people into the fold other people that like us already will certainly not hate it. You know, it's like still it. very much you guys. I yeah. mean, yeah. I can definitely see like you, you've changed some things up or you tried some other new things, but yeah. as artists do with new projects, yeah. it's nothing yeah. like you, you didn't rebrand like a star is born alley doing whatever <laughs> yeah. she did. Like that's but, next. Yeah. Clyde with, <laughs> with orange hair. Sellout era. It's coming <laughs> yeah. guys. Um, well, okay. So I know that your favorite track, or at least as of July was oh, wow. don't lose sight. Oh, and yes. yours was, uh, Thoughts from the ER. Thoughts from the ER, silver lining. Does that still hold true? 
I I don't know. I think like I, wherever you heard that, that was just like whatever I said that day. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> think that. It, I, I think am. it was from an Instagram post where I was like, take a video. What song's your favorite? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Precisely what it was from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I was excited about Don't Lose Sight at that moment because it was like, maybe we had, I don't know. I like all, I like all of them and every day it's like a different, yeah. different vibe, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I agree. I think it's like you spend so much time with these songs that your associations with them are really like intense. So in a weird way, like don't lose sight is, is maybe my favorite, but it's like, I just feel like I've listened to that song so many times and we had spent so much time like crafting it as sort of the single and, and all that stuff mm -hmm. that I was almost like, that's such an obvious choice. So your brain kind of has these weird like biases when you're choosing your favorites. But, um, yeah, I, I really like all the songs and I I rarely will listen to them anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I don't really know, like, if I were a Lawrence listener, what I would go to. Got you. Well, Don't Lose Sight was the lead. Yeah. Although, I think it's funny, because the rollout was, it was so a little... So long. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to call it the lead single, because we put out so many of the songs. Yeah. Like, or casualty yeah. Years a lot ago. of ways is also, and... And Beckles. your accidental viral moment on TikTok, yeah. that, like made freckles come out sooner than you were intending correct yeah so we had kind of two like viral accidental moments i guess all viral moments are accidental unless you like own the universe but um <laughs> the first was freckles which was during the pandemic we put out um two live albums because we realized it was Claude's idea like how nostalgic everyone was for live music during mm -hmm. that time and, and we just happened to have recorded for the first time like we we just happened to have like gotten our shit together to record some of our shows. We were like, this could be fun. And then literally like <laughs> right after those shows was when the pandemic happened and it Happy was like, accident. wow, we have our last shows before the pandemic yeah. recorded. Like we got to do something with this. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't really have much footage of it. So it was like, I guess we'll put out this live album. Are we get, do we have any like video of it? And we happened to find this like fan who was at, there was a fan at the, Los Angeles show at the Fonda and then there was another one at in San Francisco who had like iPhone footage um just in the front row and we hit up that person and we were just like hey do you want to just send us these videos that you have and they're not like film the whole show yeah they're 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 it's like great to watch the show like that yeah um but it's not necessarily what you would think of as like professionally recorded video but it's like it's cool in its own way you kind of felt like you were actually in the audience like, definitely and to hear the actual mixed audio with that that's, was a unique feeling so, yeah. you never really get to see like lo-fi front row fan iphone no, video yeah. paired with the high quality because usually if you're watching that all you hear is like pfft, pfft, like <laughs> someone yeah. singing next to you yeah, yeah. Like, to pair that with the high quality audio that we had mixed for the live album ended up being like i guess part of the secret sauce of yeah like, and people. and what was cool about the way it was mixed was like we put in a lot of effort to to think about how much of the like crowd noise we wanted to keep in and we ended up keeping in i think a quite a lot in the live album, live album because it was just so exciting in the rooms like the people it was just a good feeling and it mm -hmm. was hard to like capture that without having a lot of the crowd noise so i think that's why the iphone footage really works is because it doesn't feel like you're in like a studio or something yeah. when you're watching it anyway we posted that video and yeah then like the i i posted it with like the lyrics on it and um 
yeah, it was Clyde's idea to even put this song Freckles on the live album because it hadn't come out yet. It was like a song that we were just sort of doing at our shows right before the pandemic to test it out. You know, we weren't sure that that was even the form that the song was going to be. And like, we were kind of... Lyrics might change. Lyrics might change, whatever. We were kind of like workshopping it, like sort of, I guess, the way like a stand-up comic would like go on the road and like test their material out. We do that a lot, so... um, but we were kind of set on the eventually like, oh, this is at least going to be the live version of it. Mm-hmm. So we decided to put that on the live album. But even that was a big debate. We were like, yeah. oh, maybe it's weird to put out a live version of a song before the studio. Yeah. Version. Yeah. yeah I do, what do you think now? Like at, that it's been done. It's a funny question because it's like, so what happened after that was then that the video went completely viral. Then the next day I posted another clip and it went even more viral. It has like 4 million views and it happened like overnight. And we had like huge Spotify days, but people were like, where is the song? So what people were being directed to was the live version of the song. I guess I have like two thoughts about it where I'm like, yeah, probably would have been great to have the song out, but I don't really know. Like, I don't think, I think maybe if the song was out, we wouldn't have been posting videos of live clips of it. Yeah, so exactly. like, random. so it's really hard to think about it that way of like, had we had the foresight that this random, like iPhone video was going to go viral, that we should have had the song, the like studio you know. recording of the song <laughs> ready to go. I mean, I will say to jump ahead to the other m- viral moment we've had, we put out the studio version of don't lose sight. Mm-hmm. And then we've recently had an acoustic live performance of that go viral. Again, like multiple and videos of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like viral in a, yeah, like multi video way. And because the studio version of that song was out, on Spotify, we have seen the studio version of the song get a huge bump. Nice. So it is, I guess, ultimately good to have the studio version out if a version of it's going to go viral so that people have a place to go listen to it. Yeah. But you can't really reverse engineer these things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also think, you know, it's a testament to the reason you guys are going viral from your live stuff is because you really are a band that people want to see live. And I really feel like that's where your talents shine. Um, So that's why you're, you know. It's funny because, like, you know, when you're learning about these new social media platforms, I feel like grandma, like, there's no thing with social media. (laughs) But, like, Clyde and I are both, I mean, we definitely have a big social media presence and Mm -hmm. that, like, we try to keep up with it and everything, but it's not, like, in terms of our personalities, it definitely doesn't dominate our life. I'm not really, I don't think Clyde's much of an influencer, no offense, but, um... (laughs) No, no one cares what you're eating or drinking. Um, Water. Well, I was actually going to ask you that because it seems like the way you guys use social is like, I know you had said like music first, whatever you take that seriously yeah. and like you want people to laugh with you. And I feel yeah. like that's very accurate. The way that you use social is very much so music first, like it's professional in the music yeah. sense, but then it is just, it doesn't seem like you're trying to get me, you know, you're not trying to scheme me into like mm. buying shit. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. I think like we try to be exactly who we are, which is like the same way that in, in all of our songs, if you had never listened to a Lawrence song before and whatever song you listen to happened to be the first Lawrence song you heard. Hopefully by the end of it, you have a sense of like our personality and, and who we are. I think the same is true of like social media posts, not to put so much pressure on like a picture, mm-hmm. but I think if you can have a picture and a caption that 
2% of it captures at least who you are a little bit. I think it kind of takes the sting off of like how masturbatory and like commercialized all this crap is. Mm -hmm. And like, I believe that there's something actually good about that then. Then I can feel good about being like, oh, I'm asking people to come to our shows because I'm asking them to come to our shows in a way that's very authentic, authentic and who I am and not like, you know, weird and creepy. So, yeah. And I think hopefully we'll keep true to that ethos as we go forward. That was definitely leading into my next question. <laughs> you guys are obviously growing. And with growing comes like more opportunities, more fans, more fame. How do we feel about what could, you know, potentially come out of this? Like, how are we feeling now with, I know you get stopped on the street sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, how do we so feel about that? I There's like a big, like, this is a fight. Right. Clyde gets stopped on the street once a day in New York. I, yeah, recently I've been getting stopped on the street all the time in New York, which is which is bizarre. I feel like, and you don't really care. Like you're, you were just like living your life, happy to be whoever the fuck you are. But then I would, I would love for anyone to stop me on the street ever. Never happens. No one ever recognizes. I think it's because me. I look exactly the same. Yeah, on the street as it's I true. do in every piece of content that we put out and on stage. Whereas I think like people are surprised how short you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm you very short. Don't yeah. like dress necessarily exactly the same way. Yeah. So I think that that's a part of it. I mean, there's been a couple moments where like you and I have walked down the street I together, know. and people will be like, "Clyde Lawrence, <laughs> no way!" Like, and I'm I'm literally like, taking my clothes off, just like anyone <laughs> noticed me. But yeah, it's I would have just let out like a really high note, just so right. that they know who you are. Hey. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think it's mm -hmm. funny. Like people always think i'm not saying you're doing this right now but people always think like that we're blowing up in like that moment you mm -hmm. know what i mean like like three years ago people were like you guys are really blowing up right now and then you guys are really blown. and i think that, that that's just what happened people aren't used to in this day and age where most people get famous by just like going viral people aren't used to seeing just like a very slow gradual like mm -hmm. movement building which is what we're kind of trying to do so it's like it's like this funny thing where it doesn't feel like, oh my God, we're in a moment where we're taking off right now. Yeah. It it doesn't really feel that way. It just feels like we're continuing to grow at a very steady pace. Although um, I do think that there is an extent to which like every time we put out something new, yeah. there's like it's more than just like, oh, it's a slow growth. Like it's it's I would say it's exponential growth every time we're like, you know, doing something new and and um you know, it doesn't, it, it feels exciting that way because the amount that we're growing right now is a faster rate, <laughs> if I understand math correctly, <laughs> than, than it was before. So it I think that be. that's, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, I guess my only point is that I don't really think it changes our approach or mindset. Gotcha. You. you know, I don't think that we're like overwhelmed with this like new chapter in a way where we're like, we got to, we got to figure out how to whatever, you know, I think we're just going to keep making music that we like, keep playing shows and trying to headline big shows and open for people that are bigger than us. Even mm -hmm. if the people that are bigger than us are bigger than <laughs> whoever was bigger than us before, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it just kind of just keeps the ball rolling. Period. That's how I feel about it at least. Yeah. 
I think I kind of agree. Although I am like swayed by every moment feeling like really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that there's an extent to which, because you said the word viral in that sentence, Clyde, like these two bumps of virality, like really definitely, definitely made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there is an extent to which like the healthiest approach is to keep growing your music and your business and whatever in this way that you know how and that feels organic and then there's these occasional moments that are like these random you know splashes of like huge influx of fans and I think that those moments are important to capitalize on and are it is important that we put out the song freckles after the (laughs) video went viral you know there is an important thing to do in the wake of those kind of exciting moments and hopefully um as they have happened more frequently we've gotten better at knowing exactly how to follow up definitely each of those moments i think that's a great point like you guys aren't you know necessarily trying for the viral thing and when it does happen like you already established like you already have yeah records so like it, yeah, you don't need the viral moment for people to listen, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's, yeah, it adds, it's cool. adds like fuel to the fire. Yeah, absolutely. In a big way. All right. So that being said, final question: What are your goals then? We know you're killing it right now. Hotel TV just dropped. What are like tangible goals for the next year or so? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I'd like to eat less meat. That's I'd like one. to sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of our music, um, I'd like to eat less meat. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it is exactly what we said, you know, just keep growing, um, keep putting out stuff. You know, that's like a big thing is just keeping the, the ball rolling is mm-hmm. such a full-time, full-time job. job. And I think that I'm, I think it's really exciting to see how people – now that we have the fans, it's like it's such a dream come true that it's like all you want to do is just keep providing things for people to be excited about. Yep. So I think that that's like a huge goal is to just keep finding the things that are cool and interesting for people to uh, to watch. And um, yeah, we're going to we have the rest of this tour ahead of us. So doing There's that just so much. I, I, I'm just so grateful for like the fact that we have. A fan base that's eager, yeah. eager, you know, like that's all that we've wanted is like it's just there's so many ideas that we've all had, whether it's musical ideas or even just like fun, random ideas where it's mm-hmm. like once we have enough fans for this XYZ idea to be worth it, like this is a cool idea. Like an example is like we've been doing this thing like uh where we do a secret Santa with our whole fan base. Like anyone can sign mm-hmm. up, and including us, we sign up. And then like we automatically pair you with someone and then or not pair you, but you know, the, you know how Secret yeah. Santa works. <laughs> like and so like someone will send a gift to you know, some random fan will send a gift to me and I'll send a gift to some random fan and so on and so forth. And like we had that idea when we didn't have that many fans. Yeah. And we still did it and it would be like a hundred fans would do it. And then like last year uh, we did it and we had like a thousand fans do it. And then like, you know, this year we have probably double the fans we had last year or something. And so like, it's just cool when like little ideas like that, when you start to have a big enough fan base, even though that's a completely non-musical idea, <laughs> it's cool when you have a big enough fan base that like things like that, you can really like do something cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And so there's all kinds of musical equivalents of that, but it's just like a fun opportunity to have a community that's growing enough that you can do some cool that is you're not just building you know people to sell your music to you yeah. are building a community i think that's a great way to totally. put it yeah. yeah well thank you so much for stopping by we really appreciate it um can't wait to catch your show tonight thank um, you well, we like your jacket I, <laughs> thank you <laughs> we want that on air yeah, that is true i'm really <laughs> glad we got that on air because these people know that I'm like literally the most anxious person ever though my job is to talk to people all the time um and wow, I wow like, you don't come you don't come off like that yeah, at all well. thank you um yeah <laughs> I, uh, I get I, I never want to wear this coat because when artists come in I don't want them to think I'm trying to like flex on them you know? yeah 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 but I was like Lawrence this is so Lawrence I don't think I know I have so little um like fashion sense that like chicken I, finger friday shirt right I wouldn't, I wore that last night. I wouldn't know that like that l is like something that would be a flex. Like maybe it's a not. Maybe I'm just you know literally I mean? like, that I, dumb. No, like, I, I just think it's like a cool, fun thing. I don't think I know what have even enough of a sense of it. Yeah, you have you. Yeah, you have no taste. <laughs> but yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. His shirt says. <laughs> Uh, perfect comedic timing. <laughs> so we have a game that we want to play with you guys. Okay. Song association. I know you said you're not familiar with it. So basically, here's how it works. I'm gonna pick a piece of paper. Okay. From this cup, and it has a word on it. And we have ten seconds. So we'll start with Gracie. Then we'll go to Clyde. Okay. Uh, First person. This is that game that you played on Instagram stories. Where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is it? First person to five. Do we say? First person to five. First person to five wins. And the winner gets to reveal a embarrassing childhood memory of the loser. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you I want. mean, everything's embarrassing. <laughs> like, you also, like, don't you mean like when I existed? Yeah. Um, You're not contractually wait, obligated to so do if that. So is the word, does the title have to have the word in it? It or? doesn't. You just need to. Good. All right. So or let's do this one, for example. So back. Back. Get like, back. But okay. that I feel like, but you know what? Title. That wasn't enough word. We need more words because that could be. What song was that? Get it's, back. It's called to Get Back. <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there You're go. gonna have to pay a lot for that song. So <laughs> then, yeah. So there right, you go. True. So we're gonna put eight seconds on the timer. That doesn't wait, count. Wait, but does it? Wait, I need I'm clarification so on this question. Explaining this. Okay. Does the does the word back have to be in the title of the song or, or just in the lyrics? Lyric. Just in the lyrics. Okay. Okay. And it needs and to. Wait, so we're we're racing like we're against each other. I did a horrible job. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you pick it, is it a free for all or it's like so? Her turn it's your it's, turn. Okay, you have eight it. seconds to I get it. it. And then your it. turn. You have eight seconds to get okay, it. Okay, it's not like a and buzzer. Then, right, yeah, yeah, and then first person that gets. Let's do four. I feel like five's too intimidating. First person to get four correct wins. Got it. Okay. All right. Let me get the stopwatch going. I'm like gonna be so bad at this, actually. No, you've right. done this so much on Instagram stories. I feel like. Yeah, but it's usually like this really easy. This words. one's a good one. And I actually, I don't want to cheat, but I am asking this one specifically to Gracie. Okay. All right. Oh my god. Well, Wait, okay. Now, now that's it, really now, stressful because what if I don't think of like now the this song is awkward is. because now that I think about it. It seems. You know what? Okay. So it, Pick I, a new one. Oh, wait, I know what it is. I know what it is. But I feel like I don't want you to think I'm like hating on you. Oh because I know you sing the Christina Aguilera song. <laughs> this word is for Gracie. Yeah, Stunning. Was, yeah. We're going to just restart that one. Okay. Uh, eight seconds on the clock. Clock. We're starting with Gracie. Your word is deep. Ass ugly. Deep. Um, <laughs> uh, stupid deep. John Bellion. There we go. I, I, that, was a, that was a good one. Inside, my heart is stupid deep. That was awesome. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I actually probably wouldn't have thought of that. Your word is good. 
Um, we're gonna have a good day. And um, uh, da, 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 da. I forget what that song is, mm. but it's a great song. Today by I forget who that's by too. Alright, Gracie. Dangerous. Dangerous woman, Ariana Grande. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll get Are we do. are we singing them or are we Whatever, not? I don't want to like put a vocal strain on you. I feel like you guys would do a really good arrangement of that track. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I love that song. Okay, that that could go a lot of ways. Wait, what was it? <laughs> I'm gonna read that oh. one. <laughs> honey, uh, uh, honey, I'm good. A little bit Andy Grammer. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm hopefully they get a little harder. Here we go. Queen. Kill a uh, killer queen. It's a queen song. Uh, yeah. Isn't it called Killer, killer Queen? Queen. I was thinking Dancing Queen. You are the Dancing Queen. Yeah, that yeah. is a song. All right, also, okay. Queen, there's a song like, I think it's just called like Q U E E N by Janelle Monet. But okay. Okay. I don't know if that counts. Your word is show. Oh no! I don't know. One second. Oh, time's up. Do you Wait, have, I was. I, I have one. one. What is it? Uh the greatest showman. The, the this is the greatest show. <laughs> you oh yeah, 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 the greatest showman. I've actually never seen the movie, but I just know that. All right. Oh, show me what you got. That's like a hip hop. Yeah. So it's three to two. Yeah. So this so is technically you could win right now. Oh my god! Get your story ready. I've also never won. Anything against oh, Clyde. Now I kind of want to. I'm going to influence it a little bit. I want to trick you up. Also, I don't have a story that's embarrassing for Clyde. So I'm going to just end up telling an embarrassing story about myself. I know how this is going to go. I'm trying to think of other show ones. That was difficult. I'm thinking like Hoodie Allen. Okay. Late. I mean, I think probably up has the word late in it. Yeah, but you got to find it. Oh, uh oh. Time's up. Mm. Okay, Clyde, go for Late it. Late to the party, Kissy Musgraves so would have been a good mm. one for that one. Yeah, I actually, it would make sense that it has Layton probably up, but I'm not sure if it if it does. Late. Late. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so <laughs> nervous. So this could Three, two. This could put you back okay. in right, contention. Right, right, right. Your word is small. It's a small world after Ugh. all. It's oh, yeah. a small world after Ugh. all. All right, so now we're... <laughs> How three, pissed three. are you right now? <laughs> Your word is yeah. forever. Forever young. I want to be forever young. Okay, so that was to win. So now if I don't get this, she wins. Yes. Spelling beast. style. That is exactly... <laughs> I don't know why that's the, <laughs> the metric. <laughs> we always try to play games. And I always yeah. forget the rules mid-game. Um, all right. All right. Here we go. Your word is bills. Isn't there a Beyonce song like bills, bills, bills? bills? Yeah. yeah. Bills. Destiny okay, so Child, tied. technically. All right. But all right. We whatever. got the tie. We got the tie. Can you pay my telephone bills? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's like a TikTok song. Yeah. Sound. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Breathe. Oh, there's a song. Just breathe, just breathe. It's like an early 2000s. Yes. Uh, Michelle Branch? I don't know. I'm. It's gonna be like, yeah. All right. Yeah. What is the score, Peter? It's. it's, She's up by one. It's five four. Wait, it wasn't the first one a four. 
Yeah, but it's like you got. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Okay, that's why I was confused. All right, here's a good one. I think. I'd say if I get this and we tie it, then we do some kind of like sudden death thing or something. We were gonna play Mario Kart with you guys, but no, this is better. It was was too much work. All right, three, two, one. Your word is crazy. Does that make me crazy? That is that is bullshit. (laughs) That is easy. All right, maybe we call it. We got we got to come up with a sudden death. Sudden death. I think you just read a word in the first one of us. All right, I like that. I'm so stressed. All right. Sudden death. But I'm I'm gonna be strict here, okay? None of this like naming a song. I need no, to hear the singing, lyrics. Yeah. Okay, um, singing okay. To jump right in. The time. word is only. Being a lonely child, being an only child. We just listened to that song. Only I think that's a true tie. We literally child. just said the same thing at the same You guys time. are unbeatable. Sudden death. Sudden yeah, yeah. The sudden death for the sudden death. Here we go. Oh, that was so stressful. That was. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. All right. For the win, your word is. Down. Down. Uh, are you down? Down. Down. Oh, nice. Down. Down. Thank I was. You. I like had it. Like also, I knew a, there was a Beatles song, and I couldn't come up with any of those. I'm down. Let, I'm oh, really I was going. Don't down. let me down. Oh, there also is a song just called "I'm Down." Yeah, right? yeah. I would have immediately broke out into Jay Sean as well. All right, so <laughs> give lay it on us. Give us an embarrassing story. See, this is hard. <laughs> way harder. I don't think I have that embarrassing. Of any stories about you, we don't have. We're not that embarrassing as children. Um, Can't really. You used to bite me. Uh, yeah, I used to bite Clyde. <laughs> I guess what I would say that's like not embarrassing, but like very cute in terms of just like I don't think people know this, but when Clyde was a little kid, like I think when I was a baby and he was really young, he would request that other people call him the name of famous rock stars like he wouldn't be called allowed to be called Clyde like we're but talking it was, about when I was like three yeah oh yeah yeah no he was like three like, like 12 no 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 oh yeah yeah sorry you were like three or younger but like to the point where like my mom would say like come here um, Elton John but it was but it was always like you were the person that it was, was never like the, the famous one yeah you wanted to be like I was like George Harrison I mean I love George but. yeah yeah you were always the like one of the other musicians or like Dave Davies from but the it, Kings it was like very that intense like apparently mentioned. like you were you were if someone were like hey Clyde you'd be like call me Dave like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually wicked funny <laughs> I don't remember this but I Definitely haven't. Yeah. Oh, that is a great childhood that's story. Good. Well, yeah. thank you so much for playing. Gracie will mail your trophy in the mail. Thank you. Um, we'll mail it in the mail. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're stoked to catch you tonight. Royale. See you there. Thank Hotel you. TV. Go stream it. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>